0: All right, welcome to The Blue Line. I'm Adam Wilde. I'm Saskia Stewart. And this is uh, uh, a new show as part of the Leafs Nation Network, which just launched, and we're excited to be a part of it. So we want to tell you today kind of a little bit about what we're going to be about and, you know, what you're going to be expecting from us and the Leafs Nation Network uh, throughout the year. I mean, this is a brand new beginning. It's It's a new start, and it's kind of exciting.
1: Look, I've been in the kind of planning stages of this with a bunch of people for a long time. So I'm thrilled to finally see it launched today and super excited to get this podcast underway. I mean, I'm even more excited to get to work with you, Adam.
0: Oh, thank you. I mean, like...
1: Big goal of mine in life to get to work (laughs) with you. Uh, But yeah, as you said, we're the Blue Line. And Mm -hmm. this is a podcast. Uh, You can get it on Leafs Nation Network as well as a bunch of other places. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at uh, this is going to be hopefully a weekly thing where you and I are going to get together and talk about... Hockey and the game and what it means and the Maple Leafs and the city of Toronto with a bunch of incredibly fascinating people from inside and outside the game itself, and hopefully we can bring some things to the fans and the people that listen to this that they may not have heard before.
0: Yeah, and and sometimes that's going to be a peek behind the curtain of what day to day life is here at you know Maple Leaf Sports behind the scenes for the Leafs. Uh, Sometimes it's going to be somebody that's got incredible story stories. I mean, I don't know if we're to talk about the guests that we have lined up?
1: Not yet. Not but, yet. Not, okay. not yet. But Everything's still a little bit under wraps at the moment. There We're are some names slowly, that you know. Some names you know. That and
0: may have some great stories.
1: And some names that you don't know that have some equally as incredible stories that uh, you'll get a chance to hear.
0: Mm-hmm. And you'll understand, I think, too. And this is what I'm kind of excited about is that, you know, as passionate as, as you are as a fan, as I am as a fan, because, you know, Sasky, you work here. I'm, I'm just kind of like, hey, I kind of just squeeze in every once in a while. Um, people behind the scenes here, the people that work here have been fans as long and have worked for the team because they're fans, because they're so passionate. And that's, that's what makes Leaf fans and Leafs Nation so special. So I, I want to kind of start here on on you, because I think your story is one of the most unique Leaf fan stories I think I've ever heard before. And obviously, I think people are going to pick up on the fact that you are from Australia.
1: I mean, the accent kind of gives it away.
0: Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah,
1: I, uh, I said before we started recording, I, I might have to apologize at some point, because I do have a thick accent, and right. try as I might, it's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sound very Australian for the entirety of this podcast. I think
0: that's good. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. I mean, you got to be you, right?
1: i don't know any other way to be (laughs) so where are
0: you where are you originally from
1: so uh as my accent suggests i am australian Mm -hmm. uh there is a city in australia called brisbane big city a couple million people i'm from about 800 kilometers north of there
0: so (laughs) so brisbane nowhere near that (laughs) yes
1: but brisbane is the nearest major city so it's like being like if it's like You're from Toronto, but I'm actually really from probably Quebec City or further north. Right. There's just nothing in between. Right. Okay. I mean, there's a highway and some dirt and some kangaroos and things like that, but there's not a lot in between. And Australia
0: is a lot like Canada in the sense that like, there's major city and then land forever and nobody.
1: Yes. So uh, the town I grew up in is called Rockhampton, famous for uh, Rod Labor, the tennis player, Olympic uh, field hockey players, and cows. We're really good... At raising cows. Really. Well, beef. Is
0: that what your family did? Uh, no. Okay.
1: No, but I really do love steak, so it kind of <laughs> comes with the territory. It's good. But this is a town of like sixty thousand people in the middle of nowhere. Nearest ice rink is like eight or nine hours away.
0: Major sports? What? What are people paying attention uh, to? Uh,
1: cricket, rugby league, uh, rugby union, bull riding.
0: So uh-huh. then, how did you get into it? How do, how do you find, and this is, and, and you know, this is going to make us sound old, but this is like when the internet was just starting, right? It's not the same way as it was now. It was slow. You had to use a dial-up connection. Like, how do you how do you find hockey in the middle of Australia? So,
1: I started playing inline hockey
0: oh, as okay. a kid.
1: Uh, when I say kid, I was maybe 12, and I started playing inline and thought this was really fun. And then one day I turned the TV on, and it was Game six of the Stanley Cup finals between uh, the Ducks and the Devils, and I saw ice hockey. And I had never seen ice hockey before. And it just, I fell absolutely madly in love with this sport. And by the time the next season rolled around, I was obsessed. I was in, I had found internet friends that were into it on Live Journal because that's what you had back <laughs> in the day.
0: You know, you Everybody had, had Live Journal, yes. Oh, we,
1: I, the, the, the irony is, I still have Leafs fans' friends fan friends who i made on live journal when i was 13. like the the hockey community was really small online then but was very close-knit and passionate oh super passionate but you're right the internet wasn't as evolved as it was back then I didn't start seeing hockey games on a regular basis until I'd been a fan for maybe three or four years. So
0: how did a hockey game, how did game six of the Stanley Cup finals end up on on TV then? So we
1: had a, basically, we had the Australian version of cable. And back then, and, and still to this day, they do show some hockey games. And they typically would show the entirety of the Stanley Cup finals. So sometimes that would be all that I would see. And I could only catch replays because you couldn't record things. And so you had to get really lucky. So when I became a hockey fan, I spent maybe the first two or three years listening to hockey. So I would tune into the internet radio on like a Sunday morning. So it'd be a Saturday night game and listen to the internet radio. So I never saw the games. I always listened to them. So it was radio voices and, and things like that that I first knew and and when I had become a Leafs fan, I'd become a big Matt Stajan fan. Like he was my boy, he was a rookie, he mm-hmm. was young. I, I was all about- Promising. Matt oh, I was all about Matt Stajan. Matt Stajan, Carl Wellwood, Alex Dean, I was all about that trio, that was my jam. And now it's 14, 13 years later, and I work here at the Leafs. So and that's it's, that, that, it's a big difference. it's I think a that's, big jump. That's to
0: me is like, like you, you come from a town or a city, 800, 800 kilometers away from the the you know the nearest hockey rink across the world and you're working for the best team in my opinion in the world. I mean that that is like that is a that is a crazy story and that's why I wanted to bring it up to first because mine mine is so boring. Like you know I was like every kid in my very Canadian. It, well it's like I was a Doug Gilmore fan. It was Doug Gilmore. Everybody it was Felix Potvan, Doug Gilmore, Wendell Clark, uh, Dave Andercheck, all those guys in that 93 94 95 kind of bubble. Um, and then I remember, like, the day Doug Gilmore got traded, I was, I was crestfallen. I think I was in grade five or grade six, and I was really legitimately hurt that he would, that he would one out. And then, you know, got my Matt Dean jersey, kind of got over it. Um, and, you know, from then on, it was when I really started to pay attention was right, right around the same time you did. I think, you know, you're, you're 12, 10, 11, 12, and you, you're playing hockey, or at least I was. Um, and we signed Cujo. And that was, you know, the start of six straight years of almost making it. Every single year it was, you know, we get to the third round and it would be the second round. And there was one year where it was a kind of a surprise first round exit. And then there was battles against Ottawa. And I was actually here for um, a game where Ottawa and Toronto in the playoffs went to triple overtime. And Gary I, don't know,
1: I don't know how you dealt with that. <laughs> I, I had a hard enough time last playoffs when we went to overtime in any capacity. Just Which was emo- every game. Yeah, like emotionally dealing with the situation. Yeah, someone would look at me in the press box and be like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No, I'm not okay. This is very <laughs> stressful, I'm not used to this."
0: Yeah, it's it's. So I, I was lucky enough to be there, and I'll rem- I'll never forget. The, the pop, like the, just the explosion of noise. And you can only kind of describe it as a pop when those, when those goals get it, go in. It was 11.51 p.m. and Gary Roberts scored. And it, the, it just was an explosion of energy and like I still get goosebumps from it now. It's, it's just such a crazy thing. And that sort of cements you, but I, I, I find it fascinating again, because you, know, you didn't have any of those experiences yet, you felt the same way. I, and I think that's so cool.
1: Yeah, I didn't set foot on ice the first time until i was i think 18 mm-hmm. and i didn't see a, i didn't see a like proper hockey game of some kind until i was maybe 16 and that was still the australian ice hockey league so it was a very different reality i saw the nhl for the first time in uh san jose mm-hmm. uh, because when i was 19 i came over and went backpacking across the the country and The first stop with NHL games was San Jose, and the first game I saw was the San Jose Sharks playing the Toronto Maple Leafs, and it was Ron Wilson's return to San Jose, and this was my first game, and I can remember nearly the whole thing very, very vividly, because it was just such an incredible experience to be in an arena, to have people that were wearing the jerseys and cheering for the thing, and to have... It there in front of me and to, to hear the noise. I just remember being really overwhelmed because I'd been in love with this sport for so long. And mm. I was like, it's right here and I can touch it now. <laughs> like everyone feels like me. It's not just me being like...
0: And it's a lot faster when you see it in person. Oh, the ice so so is so white. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, So what, do you remember, like, how did the game go? I can't even remember that game.
1: Um, do, oh, I feel like I can remember... I can remember like there was the fights and things like that, yeah. and I can remember uh, goals. But I think you know maybe I'm gonna backtrack on my. I can remember every detail because I remember all the details. But I think when I put them together as a big picture, I was like, wow! I was just so excited. You were just there. I was just yeah. hyped to be there and and everything.
0: And that's what's so so now. I mean, I, I we got to talk about the fact like you worked for the Aihl, right?
1: Yeah, I spent uh, Australian Ice Hockey Australian League. Australian Ice Hockey League. Yeah, so. Uh, Australia does have an ice hockey league. Mm-hmm. We've been around for 17 seasons now. Um, our, the trophy that they give out is the fifth oldest in hockey and the oldest outside North America. Uh, technically, the original lives at the Hall of Fame because I wouldn't trust us with the original <laughs> because we no longer have uh, like the President's Cup in Australia because someone dropped it over the side of a boat in Sydney Harbour and we never saw it again.
0: No, is that, th- is that true?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the real President's Cup is in... No,
1: no, 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 no. The Australian equivalent oh, of the President's okay, Cup. Oh, right. okay, like,
0: like I the- was going to say, oh my no, smokes, no, no, I no. didn't know that. Oh my,
1: no one would have let... How did the President's Cup get to Australia, <laughs> No. Um, what I No, from, from what I'm told, the reason we no longer have a trophy is that unfortunately it, it had ended up in Sydney Harbour and we decided, hey, you so know right. what? We'll just keep the legend of the trophy alive. Right. It was maybe only four years old. Um, I think we'd introduced it because a lot of teams were doing, as President's Cup trophy winners do, winning the regular season and then not winning the, the cup. They're, in Australian ice hockey, you only have to win two more games after the season ends to actually win the trophy. Oh, it just the goes playoffs to are a, two games? The playoffs are you get four teams in one location, one plays four, two plays three, and the winners play each other and you're done. Done in one weekend. Wow! Yeah.
0: And how? What would be the like the attendance for an uh for a championship game? Do you think?
1: Max sixteen to seventeen hundred. And the only reason I say max is because that is legitimately the fire code restriction on the <laughs> venue.
0: So there'd be more people that would come.
1: I feel like there would be more people that would come. It does sell out, uh, and it has been selling out since I first ran it in two thousand and ten, and it's been selling out since then. Uh. And we can get 1,700 people in that rank, and that's it. And it's the biggest rank in the country. But you're also talking about a country that has. 21 rinks and a large portion of these rinks don't have glass. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's a very different reality if if you're a Canadian that comes to Australia and sees hockey, like it's a massively different game.
0: Now, are there a lot of Canadians playing down there?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of Canadians and a lot of Canadians who've moved to Canada and their kids now play hockey in Australia because they have wanted to keep their love of the sport. Like Australians love hockey because it's an incredibly Australian sport, right? And I think we're the third biggest purchaser of Game Center Live in the world. It's like the US, Canada, and then Australia. Wow. Um, so we love hockey. It's just, we're not the greatest at it.
0: Okay, that's yeah. fair, that's fair. fair. Um, so you, you moved on, and so you've moved to North America, obviously, and I know that it, your, your resume includes the NHL, the CWHL. Um, you know, there's, there's so much more to talk about there, because, like, again, Sasky's story is unbelievable. But I think we need to talk about specifically with, with this show, you know, what are people going to expect and, and what do you think and, and how do you think we're, uh, it, you know, we sort of touched on it at the beginning, but, you know, you were one of the people that sort of created this idea.
1: We wanted to do something that was a little bit different, you know. Uh, there is a lot of people in the city of Toronto who cover the Maple Leafs who do amazing analysis work mm-hmm. and they're brilliant at it and they know far more than I will ever know. like they've they've forgotten more about hockey than I will ever know and I'm that that's like I, I'm in awe of them and I'm sure you are as well of the many I don't brilliant know how, people we we've been lucky to work with.
0: sometimes like when you, got, you get a guy like I don't know Elliot Friedman and you wonder <laughs> how do you how do you remember all that that's what I'm always blown away I can't remember anything like those guys remember things yeah so it's I understand what you're saying I,
1: I'm always like how do you do, like understand all the yeah yep
0: soak all that in, yeah. it's crazy. And they
1: know everything about everyone, including right down to where they played major junior and and you know even before that, and it, it, it's mind boggling. So we didn't want to compete with that, but we knew that we knew a lot of great people with a lot of great stories who shared our passion for this game mm-hmm. and who really may not have got a chance to talk about those great experiences or those great things in the past. And we wanted to give them a bit of a voice, but we also wanted to make something that could kind of bring fans closer to the sport that they love and closer to what makes the sport so great and what makes, you know, being part of this kind of Leafs Nation community so unique and, and wonderful because we talk about that a lot. You know, our, new, our new network is, is Leafs Nation Network. Uh, our fan community is, is Leafs Nation and we really view it as that. And so we kind of wanted to create something that, that really celebrated Leafs Nation right. and got to really engage them in it.
0: And this show will normally be longer. Uh, <laughs> this show will normally feature guests and stories and that sort of thing. But this is kind of our introduction episode to say, hi, you know, this is us. Uh, this is who we are.
1: Incredibly long because all I wanted to do and all our fans wanted to do and all I heard about every day on social media was how many days until the
0: season starts. Um, and uh, I don't, I, I, am I allowed to mention what you do here?
1: I feel yes, because yes. I feel that if you Googled it,
0: <laughs> okay. I feel so, like, no,
1: I can pretend that so you, you, run the, but you, you run not you run the Leafs' Twitter account. I look after the Leafs' social media, yeah. correct. So yes. all the
0: Twitter, is So Instagram at Maple me. Yeah. Um, so that's why, like, I mean, that's pretty special. That's pretty cool that you're behind that.
1: It's very fun. Like, it's, uh, it's an incredible job. And I love getting to engage with all the fans that are so passionate about it. And I can't wait for tonight. Obviously... Like, they've been waiting so long to see the boys back at home. It's Mm. hockey night in Canada. You know, we have been hyped up for this for, I was going to say weeks, but it's been Mm. months. We've been thinking about October 7th since the moment we got the schedule. And to be honest, we were thinking about it before then. We just weren't sure exactly what date it was going to be. So, it's... i I'm just... (laughs) I'm so excited. The this not the season starts. Obviously, we've we've already started, but we're back home. It feels like it's on for good now. You know, we've got 80 games or 81 games left. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything can kind of happen.
0: It's funny, you know. Whenever someone says that, like, "Oh yeah, we've got well, we're one game in or two games in," it's like 80 games left. I'm like, "Oh, that's it." But then, you know, what's amazing is that that probably isn't, and that's what is so exciting going into the season is that. This is a team that, I mean, I think shocked everybody. I don't think anybody here could have thought this is a playoff team last year until about 20 or 30 games in. And and you started to really believe that what happened was for real. Um, And I'm I'm, I'm, I'm excited this year. You know, we saw some battles in training camp. This is a team that people want to be on. That Patrick Marlowe, you know, leaves after 18, 19 years with one team and comes over. You know, this is, that's exciting to me. And, and this is going to be a special year.
1: I'm so excited for the addition of Patrick Marlowe. Yes. Just, I'm so ridiculously excited. Uh, there was a little period of my life where I may have been a Sharks fan for a while. Uh, yeah, just, it was it was a small period, um, but it gave me a really deep appreciation for what an incredible player Patrick Marlowe is. So when I saw that he had signed with us in free agency, I was like, yes. This guy believes in what we're doing. I was hyped.
0: Yeah, he's. A, I was
1: hyped. You were hyped. Leafs Nation was hyped.
0: I mean, he scored over 500 goals. I think you know the guy like that on a team. That's, that's just like sweet. Patrick
1: Muller. Enough said. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's your entire analysis of this situation, <laughs> Patrick Muller. Enough said.
0: So it's you know you've got you've got one of the most exciting young teams I think ever in the sport, and I think that's what's going to be so cool. So. Leafs Nation Network itself is a brand new thing. Yes. And we need to tell you a little bit about that too, because I think it's important that, you know, it's more than just us on it, obviously. Um, (laughs) There is a
1: lot more than just us on it. Actually, yeah. For for Leafs Nation Network's benefit.
0: Yes, exactly. So let's talk about some of the shows here. So uh, we've got TML Classics Classics with Paul Hendrick. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about what you think this, or what Paul's going to do with this show? So
1: TML Classics is a really cool idea um, that I absolutely love. Basically, Paul Hendricks is going to sit down with some guests or a guest and go through old games, but old games that these guests had something to do with and that they may have played in or they may have contributed to. So he's going to be able to obviously show us these games and then really get that first person kind of, this is what happened. This is what we were thinking. This is how it all went down. And that's really super interesting to me because we may be so familiar with these highlights but we don't necessarily know the story behind them and so we're going to get this chance to really get a deeper understanding of these moments that are potentially kind of iconic or important in the history of the Maple Leafs. Mm
0: -hmm. And uh, we've got uh, LTV throwback with Danielle I love Danielle. Okay. No, no, no.
1: I was like, I love Danielle. Danielle I was like,
0: (laughs) did I get that wrong?
1: (laughs) No, I love Danielle. Danielle is one of my favorites and this is going to be super fun. Mm -hmm. So uh, LTV obviously was Leafs TV, as you would have known the network previously. Mm -hmm. And over the last however many years, it has been, uh, they've made some incredible content. You'd be familiar with the blueprint. um, They've had projects called like Once a Leaf and Be a Player and all these amazing things. They have... So much amazing content that hasn't gotten seen lately because it's obviously past seasons. So Throwback is going through, and Danielle is highlighting some of these really cool things that they have made in the past. So Insider episodes of Blueprint with the team on the road or big events that the team has been to, kind of cool player battle pieces they've done, old profiles on players, things like that. So it's a really cool chance to kind of see Great content from the past, mm-hmm. um, and often players that people really loved in the past—they that they may not get to see as much of now—and and things like that.
0: All right, and the next one on the on the list: BWWXL.
1: So you may be familiar with BWW, which mm-hmm. is Blue and White Week, which is currently about a three-minute web hit that gets done every week, which sets up what's happened that week, what's coming up, great things in the community, and that uh, this is that, but bigger. So you're looking at like a thirty-minute show that kind of looks at uh, the Leafs in the community, the games that had happened, all that kind of stuff. But it's a bit more fun and a bit more lighthearted than your typical kind of sit-down sports show. And uh, there's there's some really cool things in there. We did a we did a BWW earlier this year from training camp, and you got to see some really neat inside of things. There's some that would have just some that uh, came out in the last few days with some great stuff from media day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of that insider's look at what's been going on with the Leafs without being like the blueprint insider. Right, Which exactly. is also you will be getting on Leafs Nation Network and you should watch because that is legitimately my favorite.
0: It is. Uh, that is like it's, it's a um, I don't know. When I was a kid the only thing I ever wanted to do was play for the Leafs. That was it. That was my only goal. That's what it, every. I definitely single... went through that phase too.
1: Except then I realized that I was about 15 and had never played ice hockey. and It wasn't <laughs> going to happen.
0: I just realized I was bad. Yeah. So I. I
1: was also bad. Yeah. But by Australian standards, which is even
0: worse. Okay, fair enough. I was bad by Canadian standards. which are still pretty bad. Um, Canadians are amazing at hockey. I was I was not a gifted athlete at all. But
1: is that why you work in radio? That's now? why I work
0: in radio. I couldn't do math. I couldn't do hockey. I just uh, this is what I did. the only thing I could do was talk. so that's what I did. Uh, and I actually on my on my hockey bench used to narrate hockey games as they were going. So I'd like for my friends like to entertain them, I would pretend I was like Joe Bowen or uh, Harry Neal at the oh, time. Man. Or...
1: Hockey coaches must have loved Oh, they hated, you. It. hated it. Um, that's why I got cut from a lot of teams.
0: Uh, but there is um, you know, there is this this thing about some of these shows that you're talking about especially the blueprint that gives you that it's the stuff I would have eaten up. It's the, and, and still do it's, it's what is it actually like on the inside? Yeah. And that's, you know, this is a team that is, is, you know, uh, as we know, we have a general manager who is, you know, has very strict rules about certain things. And it's very interesting to see these young guys meet this meet the the NHL head on and that you know you get access through there that you would never get anywhere else and I think that's so cool the
1: Blueprint guys do an amazing job of producing the show and I know that I hang out all the time for it before we go I better mention that the Blue Line Mm -hmm. which is this podcast is going to be brought to you all season by your friends and our friends at Leafs Nation and boy do we have a lot for you on Leafs Nation this season and by you we mean the listeners at home the people who are watching this not you Adam okay um, there's many chances to win this season and we're talking, we're giving away signed jerseys, exclusive game experiences, uh, game tickets. We've got a promo where you can win tickets to all the games for a month, as well as a bunch of cool stuff like wallpapers and galleries and that kind of stuff that you can't get elsewhere. So, so uh, I can't win that. You can't win that. I'm sorry. I not You don't can like that. join Leafs Nation. Oh, well, I am. You can join Leafs yes. Nation. We welcome everyone in Leafs Nation. You just can't win the prizes, Adam. <sighs>
0: It's frustrating. It's frustrating that I didn't know that this was going to be available. So thank you for letting me know now. Appreciate it. We do have to go. We're gonna wrap uh, because we got a hockey game to watch. But this is going. To, this is the start of something really special. And Sasky, I'm excited to be on this show with you.
1: Well, kind of happy to have you. <laughs>